0: This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat Extra. The National Labor Movement, the National AFL-CIO, charters local central labor councils all over the country. And it requires them to hold strategic planning sessions. We did ours in Dallas on July 22nd. Joe Montemayor, the regional organizer for National.
1: A plan is only as good as the actions that take place. And if we're all making a plan together, more than likely it's gonna get done. If an individual makes a plan by themselves, it's gonna be their plan. (laughs) So I just wanna throw that out there. The AFL-CIO not only has what I think is the best plan in the country in terms of like a model, This is what is taught all over the United States. Like we have a strategic plan workbook. It's about this thick. And at the very end of it is the Texas AFL-CIO strategic plan. So if you're in New York, if you're in California, you are learning the Texas plan. You are learning how to do things the way Texas does things because they are very efficient. And I know we just had a strategic plan in 2022. Bonnie, you were there, correct? Yes, sir. Were you there, George? I don't remember. I just misremember, I guess. They recently went through this process, the long process, the two-day long process. After
0: a while, I interviewed Joe Montemayor to ask him how he thought that the strategic planning was going, and here is what he had to say. Joe Montemayor, why are we doing strategic planning? What's it about?
1: Uh, it's to make sure that the Dallas Central labor council's goals and v- vision matches their membership and they're working together in unity to grow the labor movement in the Dallas f- Metroplex. I notice there seems to be a lot of emphasis on accountability that's something we hardly ever talk about what is what does that mean? Uh, it means being able to hold our leadership accountable like you know you can either do that through the election process or you could do that through you know being vocal but you know accountability is good and our, our strategic planning takes place in a
0: backdrop of the american labor movement which is having an upsurge this summer but in general since uh, 1947 it's been getting harder and harder to organize uh, harder and harder to uh, succeed in the labor movement so do you look for us to? Do you think we're at
1: a turnaround plate, or do you think something like that is possible? Uh, I think if we do not take advantage, we'll lose this opportunity. But I do think the current environment is very special. So we are in a special situation, but we really have to do something about it
0: if we're, we're going to make it work. So, how's the strategic planning going so far for you?
1: Uh, so far, so good. I'm uh, optimistic about where Dallas is going.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Joe Montemayor, who's organizing this for the national AFL CIO. One of the senior union officers that attended the Dallas Central Labor Council strategic planning was Leonard Aguilar. Leonard is the secretary treasurer of the State Federation, and we used an outline from the State Federation for our strategic planning session. Leonard was pretty impressed. One of the people who attended by special invitation was Dylan Camarena. Dylan is not a union member. He is a student from Southern Methodist University who has been serving as a summer intern, an unpaid summer intern, and has done a tremendous amount of research for this strategic planning. During the meeting, he was complimented and applauded by the union leaders that were there because of the great work he did to get us ready for this strategic planning. Dylan Camarena also liked the meeting. Just about everybody that I talked to was excited and charged up by the strategic planning meeting. This is George Rangel, who is the executive vice president of the largest union in Dallas County. Alliance AFT, which is the
1: educators' union. In the planning that we're doing today, we need to look at the big picture. It's not about individuals that are in the council, it is about the whole group that's part of the council that we need to start planning and looking and strategically looking at how we can motivate and encourage everybody to participate. And you're
0: George Ryan What's your position in the labor
1: movement? I am the vice president for Alliance AFT, and I'm also on the executive board of the Central Labor Council. Right on. Thank you, George.
0: And you're also a former president. I am a former president. Thank you. All the comments that I received were strongly positive. So what did you think?
2: I thought it was really awesome. There's a lot of amazing potential here to build off of the work y'all are already doing. I'm excited to help and support y'all in any way I can, and I'm excited to see so many voices coming together to work on the progress, um, again, of developing what you guys already have here. It's really special. So. Okay,
0: say your name and what you do.
2: My name is Lauren Giles, and I'm the lead field organizer for the Texas AFL-CIO.
0: Thank you so much. I've been mispronouncing your name all this time, and you never said a word. <laughs>
2: Well, no, yeah, so the worst part is when I first started working in the labor movement, I've met everyone on Zoom and before I even had a chance to introduce myself, someone said to me, Oh, Lauren Guild, what a great labor name. And I took six months to correct anyone after that point. So it is Guild, but I don't mind going by Guild, especially in the labor movement. So
0: Well thanks so much for coming. Thanks, Gene. Now I'm gonna to talk to our intern, Lauren uh, Dylan Camarena. Were you surprised when everybody applauded you? Yes, I was not expecting it, and it was very nice. Because you wrote, you did a lot of research. What kind of work did you? uh, What kind of things did you look at in your research? Um, I gathered information on almost every union in North Texas, including financial information and contact, And and as well as politicians in our area and which committees they're on and local organizations that we could work with so you did a lot of research and people noticed it that guy that that guy that brought it up was uh one of the main leaders of the dallas affl cio so that was real high praise and everybody acknowledged you thanks so much dylan thank you
2: I want to talk to Tony
0: Schenevert for a minute. He's a, he's a retired teacher. From the point of view of a civil rights person, do you think the, the labor today is doing a good enough job? No, not right now. We're getting better. But. And do you think the Dallas Council is getting better?
1: We're beginning to, but we just have to keep working at it.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Tony Schennerberg. Yeah, on oh, civil rights and the labor movement, some people say it, the two things belong together, but other people haven't caught on yet. I'm talking to Ernest Tilley from the Communication Workers of America, Local 6, 6215. Uh, you're at the strategic planning, too. What do you think?
1: So far, I think the training has been pretty good, man. It kind of gives us a kind of a, from a perspective of just, of not only delegates, but the members for us, wh- where we are, and where we can actually potentially go as far as a, a, a CLC organization.
0: So you're more hopeful now than you were, f- for example, yesterday?
1: I am, I am. because You know, some places, sometimes, you, even myself and we become stagnant, and sometimes just seeing some of the reviews can let me know personally there's things I can be doing more for, for, the, for the Central Labor Council.
0: So this process is working.
1: It is, yes, sir. I think, right. I think it's a good thing for all of us. From my own
0: point of view, I thought we started at the wrong place. We didn't look at the general picture of the situation that we were in before we started making plans. Because the situation that we are in, in my personal opinion, has changed radically. It hasn't changed in the sense of how hard it is to organize a union. It's still very, very hard. It hasn't changed in the sense that the political climate in Texas for workers has changed radically because it's, it's just gotten worse. The Republicans who run the state of Texas really hate working people and have been taking away our rights at every opportunity. It hasn't changed in the sense of how many members there are available to us because the labor movement has been slowly diminishing in its proportion of the workforce that it has organized ever since the late 1940s. So that's the situation we were faced with. Going into this, we could have also mentioned that the workforce is aging in America, and the people that are in unions is also aging. The average age of union members, according to a Google search, Is 47 to 54. So we talked quite a bit about youth being represented in the labor movement, but the truth is that the labor movement is aging just as the workforce is aging in the United States. So we didn't really take into account that we are facing strong headwinds. We also, on the positive side, did not really take into account the fact. That is really overwhelming me that labor has higher approval ratings than anybody. Higher approval ratings than the President of the United States. Higher approval ratings than any of the candidates for President of the United States. Much, much higher approval ratings than Congress. Much, much higher approval ratings than the Supreme Court. As far as I can tell, the labor movement has a higher approval rating from the American people than any institution. So I would have liked it better if we had taken that into account as we went through this process of strategic planning. But it was a really good project, and we were able to compare ourselves to what we should have been doing, what we may have been doing, and what we're going to be doing. We appointed a committee to make a number of suggestions as to how we can improve and i'm sure that we will continue to improve we will continue this fight right to the finish this is gene lance on the workers beat extra